Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. We've got Devan Cook, the administrator for Santa Rosa County, on the line. We always like to have him the day after the committee meeting. Uh, there will be a regular meeting on Thursday. It's so kind of the in-between interview with Devan Cook. Devan, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. So uh, we have a lot of good news items uh, going on in Santa Rosa County. I want to talk about some of that. I did just want to give you a chance to comment, though. What is the level of relief among staff over the unanimous passage of the domes agreement by Escambia County and the likely, though it'll still be on Thursday, passage of this by a four to one at least margin in Santa Rosa County to finally get on to moving to build a, a district one medical examiner's facility. Well, it's something that, that uh, Brad and other staff members have been working on for quite some time. Brad's our domes uh, committee member and, and we're going to be very pleased if we get this moving forward and get it behind us, and uh, then we can move on to other, you know, capital projects. So, so we'll be very pleased to get this behind us. Uh, hopefully, on Thursday. I, I almost can't believe we're here. Like it's been just such a very—it's a morass. It's been this whole time, and so to finally have a clean deal. Uh, especially with you know five zero vote in Escambia County, great. I mean that's just um, it's very exciting. Um, you guys have a bunch of other things going on. Uh, one is Gulf Cable. Uh, one of or the biggest employer in Santa Rosa County is expanding, right? They are. Uh, they're purchasing another thirty acres uh, to expand their operation. Their uh, uh, general manager uh, for Milton spoke yesterday at our meeting, and we're very excited. They're expanding. Uh, they they they're our largest employer in the original industrial park and and uh, they plan to expand from 400 to six to 800 jobs over the next couple of years. Wow, they're almost doubling their footprint. And are they going to stay in that location, or are they looking for space in other parts of the uh, the area as well? As far as we know, they're going to stay with us. They're very pleased with our park and and the. Uh, availability it gives for them to the interstate and other resources that we have out there. So we're hoping they're going to stay right here with us. Outstanding. Well, you know, that's that's really good news. Um, also, you guys are talking about expanding hangars at Peter Prince Airport, the private aviation park over there off Highway 90, right? We have a uh, waiting list. Um, last check, it was over 100 people waiting for a hangar. Um, wow. And so uh, we found some DOT funds that uh, were available, and we're applying for that, and we feel fairly confident we're going to get that and build some additional hangars next year for that uh, airport, and, and that's uh, great news for us as well. How, how many additional hangars are you guys looking at? Um, it, we haven't determined that yet. It okay. will depend on the size of hangars we decide to build. Uh, we're looking at, you know, there are different sizes that different people want, and so uh, I don't know yet how many, but um, it'll be a nice addition. It's not a huge addition. It's about uh, $750,000, but it will add hangar space for us. Okay, and, like, I just don't know. You said you got a waiting list of 100. What's the current occupancy there? I mean, that just seems like an enormous number for that airfield. It is. We have... Uh, 
uh, a large uh, presence for private aviation out there. Uh, I don't know the exact number of hangars we have, but um, um, it's continuous that people are asking for more hangar space, and we're looking at that and some other expansion on some temporary tie-downs for people that are just visiting the area. So we're working through all that and, okay. and trying to continue to expand the airport. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm just ballpark guessing the, you know, it, I don't even think we have a hundred out there now. I mean, I'd guess more like in the fifty percent. I could be totally wrong, but I'm just, you know, guessing on what I know. Um, just one last thing on this subject, um, Leonardo, I think, if I'm not mistaken, is working out of Peter Prince Airport now. When they finally get their facility built off of Whiting, will that free up some space, or are they using different kinds of space that doesn't work that way? Am I am I am I thinking about this problem the right way? Yes, when when they move uh, eventually to the Whiting Aviation Park, that will free up space that we can then use for additional uh, private hangars. Okay, all right. So some of the capacity that's creating the wait list is caused by Leonardo, which of course is fine. Leonardo is such an important partner. I, I'm just I didn't know if that was related or not. Sticking with the kind of industrial park issues, um, you guys are going to maybe be a development area or a location for the new Lighthouse Christian that didn't wind up going into Milton, to the old medical facility there, uh, but they might come to the East Milton uh, Industrial Park. Is that right? The um, the East Milton uh, Recreation Park. Oh, okay. Got uh, it. That has, um, that's where they'll be. Uh, there's an agreement on the agenda to uh, contract with them, and they'll manage that park like we have other organizations managing the Tiger Point, the Pace, Para Park, and those kind of things, and they'll be offering recreational opportunities out there at the East Milton Park. We're very excited about that. Uh, that park has been floundering for several years, and and we're uh, hoping and we believe that they're going to be a great partner out there. Okay, so they're they're not necessarily building their facility there. They're just going to use that as their their athletic complex and also manage it for you guys and offer it to the public. Do I have that right? That's correct. Okay. Okay. Well, still, I mean, that's great news that they find it because they have such a thriving athletic program. That's great. Um, Woodbine Road at Highway 90, the uh, the never-ending, but it is a project that is in the works to redesign that intersection to, you know, add a turn lane and to make it flow more freely southbound from Woodbine onto westbound Highway 90. But that's going to require some new equipment for the traffic light and getting equipment infrastructure like that has been challenging, but you guys are going to make a step uh, toward kind of solving that problem in advance, right? Yes, we're going to, we asked the board to authorize us to go ahead and purchase the traffic signal equipment for that intersection when it, um, um, when we do the um, changes to the intersection. And so we have decided to go ahead and order the equipment uh, that's been a challenge for us at all intersections lately. The cabinets and the signals are are back ordered, so we're going to go ahead before that's redesigned and and get the equipment on order. Very good. Well, I love the proactivity. I mean, especially in an environment where you know getting control arms and mast arms and all this various pieces of equipment that you would have used to thought, oh, we just put an order and we get it. Yeah, you put an order, and you get it a year and a half later. You know, so trying to solve that gap, that's a good thing. Uh, speaking of Highway 90. Um, important traffic note, not yet, but maybe in a couple of weeks, is uh, DOT is going to close down access to a road because they're going to be working on that intersection at Parkmore Plaza, right by the um, uh, right by the uh, the big lots and uh, the Taco Bell and all that area, right? Yes, the road that runs between Ollie's and Sonic 
they're going to close that road so they can work on the intersection there. Highway 90 will remain open. There's nothing going to be affecting Highway 90, but that road will be closed. Um, and so they're they're working on how they're going to reroute the traffic because that's a major thoroughfare to our landfill and other um, county facilities. So they'll be closing that. And while they have it closed, we're going to repave that road uh, ourselves just so you know, we don't have to close it twice. It was scheduled to be repaved, and so we're going to take advantage of that time and repave the, the rest of the road. And they're going to take care of the area right there at the intersection between Ollie's and Sonic. And when is that going to happen? Uh, we believe in January. They're still working on their uh, traffic plan, and, you know, there are several things they have to get in place before they actually make the final decision, but we believe in sometime early uh january or february all right well that'll be a um fun time i would expect unfun time for an awful lot of people right in that vicinity but as you said at least it's less than it would have been because you're going to do two jobs at the same time like when you put pipes in because the road's being done same thing two jobs doing it at the same time last thing is um i think you guys are also working on uh what to do with the settlement money for the opioid lawsuits the supreme court had an uh, you know is is dealing with this as well has that is that going to affect us? And what are you guys doing with this money? I don't really know where we are in all of this, so maybe help me understand. This is uh, money that the state of Florida has already received. Okay, and they're distributing to the counties, and so we will receive funds this year and for the next several years to uh, distribute into certain programs. It's very limited as to what it could be used for, so we're looking. Uh, we're meeting actually later today with law enforcement and uh, mental health facilities and the health department to see how we can best use that money for education and to try to work with the opioid crisis in Santa Rosa County. Okay, and are you guys familiar with the CORE program that Escambia is doing? I am not. Oh, okay, so it's a really cool program that they just started doing about ooh, six to nine months ago. And it offers the uh, naloxone, I think, or suboxone. I forget which drug it is, but it's the one where if um, if somebody gets caught in an overdose and when you transport them, you offer them the chance to get on a, a drug therapy that makes them not be able to experience the high and also not crave it anymore and then monitors them on an ongoing basis. It's the county helping people get into uh, basically uh, you know, a situation where they're not addicted to the drugs anymore. And we've had... I don't know, maybe a dozen people, something like that, go through it successfully so far. So uh, you might want to talk to our uh, director of public safety, Eric Gilmore, about that, uh, or you know, maybe Wes Moreno or somebody. Sure. Um, but just just a suggestion, not that you have to do it, but that's been working pretty well for us in Escambia County. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Devan Cook, he's the Santa Rosa County Administrator. Uh, Devan, I uh, won't talk to you next week, but uh, have a uh, you know have a great Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We'll talk to you again as soon as we need to for a meeting, and uh, you know, good luck in Thursday's meeting, sir. I appreciate the time. Thanks, Andrew. Merry Christmas.